Good evening, everyone. This is Scott Bruder. This is Suzanne Bruder, my lovely wife. Hello, everyone. And this is another great episode. I did it. Great episode of Glory to God on the Go. So today we're kind of on the go on the stay because we're in our backyard. Um, we may do this more often. Uh, it actually it's quite convenient. But actually, next week we are going to go on the go because we have a spot that we have picked out. That is going to be really, really cool, and some of you may know it when we get there, but we're not going to tell you until we get there. So, um, but before we get going, let's uh, start off with a little prayer, and so I'll just uh, start us off, and let's get going. So, if you don't mind, thank you. So, Lord, I come to you today, and I just say thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for this opportunity of these folks that are watching this right now or listening to this right now, and that they get something, a seed is planted in them, Lord, from not only the word that we read, your word that you've given to us, but also just the seed that might blossom something in them through our testimony that we have examples of, and, and just through whatever it is that however you touch their hearts, Lord, that they can use that to draw closer to you and be closer to you and praise you and glorify you and, and deserve every bit of grace and honor and the mercy that we get here on earth, Lord, that we, we don't deserve. So Lord, bless us all tonight. Bless us all today through the rest of the week, through tomorrow and through the rest of our lives, Lord. We just thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I had told y'all last week, a week before, we've gone through a lot of stuff, but James um, really had been digging into James. We've dug deep into it, and we've got a lot going on with what James tells and talks about. And so today, we've been talking about the tongue and how words can, um, you know, build build nations or they can tear them down. How words can uh, create friendships by an easy hello, how are you, um, or what can I pray for you today? And then next thing you know, the person's, <laughs> you can pray, you know, they got something that you can pray for them, right? Or it can curse somebody and drive them to despair, depression, um, anxiety, you know, with all the bullying going on, anger. And then, you know, of course, what all that leads to anger, bitterness, rage, right. wrath, murder. Er, er, er. So we don't, we don't, we want to use our tongues as a good uh, tool to help uplift people, right? Um, so Suzanne today is going to talk about things um, that are that are pretty deep. Um, she's going to talk about lying and what that does to people. And then I've got a testimony that I'm going to share about that, um, which Suzanne doesn't know about, and I haven't told her that yet. <laughs> and then about um, just what comes out of our mouth. A lot of us have the habit, and I know Suzanne and I had a habit, of saying bad words, cuss words, okay? There's a derivative of the word cuss, and Suzanne's gonna talk about that too. And then I'm gonna talk a little bit about how we use our mouths and our tongues for wisdom mm -hmm. and um, and how we generate wisdom, which is kind of what, what today is about. It's not only about the power of the tongue, which we've been talking about, so this is kind of leading into that, but it's also gentle wisdom from above. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that because that's what the good Lord's put on my heart. Okay. Right so I'm going to shift it over to you and have you start with Proverbs 619. Oof. Pay attention. We're going to go to Proverbs 619, New King James Version, and it states, 
These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lion tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord amongst the brethren. Mm -hmm. But if you notice in there, uh, in the Bible, it repeats it. It basically, a lying tongue and a false witness who speaks lies. Apparently, he needed to let us know quickly and drive this all the way home. Mm -hmm. All the way home to us because apparently he also knew that uh, some of us weren't going to take this serious about little white lies mm -hmm. and calling in sick to work and oh I won't show up there and I'll tell them this excuse mm -hmm. we just kind of have tendencies to brush those underneath the rug and uh that's not the case you yeah. should not be doing that no no and um you know just to be very transparent um you know before Suzanne and I started this walk a little over two years ago um I had a really bad problem um, with lying, um, not only just lying, but just lying about things that didn't even need to be lied about, uh, stories that didn't need to be told. Um, but I, I had a bad habit of it, um, and that is what drove our relationship, you know, further and further apart between the two of us. Uh, there was things that she didn't and wasn't honest with, and um, when we actually came out to each other and said, "Look, this is what I did. This is what I lied about. This is." what we what what I went through and, and why I did it and there was no justification for it but then once we relayed that to each other and we made that conversation with each other and that was a it was a very long conversation it wasn't just you know a, a five-minute conversation it was an hours long conversation and at the end of that um, we basically we decided that we were going to forgive each other for it uh, we forgived each other for all the lies for all the uh, misconceptions for all the uh, words that we had said to each other uh, that were either not honest, not true, or even evil, right? Uh, and when that happened and we were able to forgive each other, not only for the words and the lies and the things that, but everything else that we were able to forgive each other for, our relationship, not only with each other, but our love relationship and our love relationship with God started to really blossom. And it has just been growing fruit ever since, so to speak. <laughs> On the uh, lying thing, you know, there here's something that happens. I've done it myself. Let's say, for instance, you want something. And it may not necessarily be expensive or, or, or whatever, but you're going to put it on a credit card and not tell your spouse or your husband mm -hmm. that you uh, are going to buy that. Mm -hmm. That is hiding that and being deceitful and lying, you know, for the most part. And that will cause mistrust in your relationship, yeah. you know. So you don't want to be deceitful or lying about what you're purchasing or hiding things like that, you know. You'll understand what operates behind that, and that would be a spirit of fear. Fear of asking your spouse or saying, this is what I would like mm -hmm. to have. Can I buy this? Yeah. So you hide it and lie about it. Yeah, and that kind of goes into one of the things that the Lord hates is, you know, a heart that deceives wicked plans. 
that is a very broad line of of what your heart does, the the plans that it makes, the the deceptions that it creates, um, and that's a whole another conversation for a whole other glory to God on the go, which is all of these. But tonight, a lying tongue and a false witness who speaks lies. We're going to talk about that. So, um, what was the next one that you had? I have a, a I have Proverbs nineteen five. A false witness will will not go unpunished. And he who speaks lies will not escape. Not only does it say that, but if you just jump down to Proverbs 19, 9, he says it again. Mm -hmm. A false witness will not go unpunished. So here you go, bringing it around town and driving it all the way. <laughs> and he who speaks <laughs> lies shall perish. Yes, perish. He, he talked about a false witness twice in the same chapter. Mm -hmm. So we need to start waking up and, and, and paying attention to a false witness. Someone mm -hmm. that's lying. Mm -hmm. It's not good. Mm -hmm. It's clearly not good. Yeah, and, and it could be any it could be any type of lie, any type of uh, little um, hey, uh, you know, I went to the store and I got some milk when when you know your your buddy or your wife says, Hey, where were you? And you say, oh, I went to the store and got some milk when you're actually at the store getting some beer, right? Um, that it doesn't matter what it is. If you lie, you lie. A lie is a lie. It doesn't matter. And you will perish. Spiritually, you will perish. And eventually, physically, you will perish. But the, the problem is, is when you, when you perish spiritually, when the end comes and you are dead spiritually, you don't make it to the place we all want to be for everlasting. And that's... A That's big, your go-go juice yeah. to finish the race to get there. Yes, yes. And even in Proverbs, when you go a little bit further down, I'm having a hard time speaking tonight for Proverbs. And even in Proverbs, when you go, so Proverbs 26, 18, 21. Like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit. Like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death. Just envision that. Crazy person. Shooting flaming arrows of death. Where are those arrows going? Well, they're coming at you, right? Is one who deceives their neighbor and says, I was only joking. Okay. But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you say it out of your mouth, it is what is operating in your heart. And no, it's not a joke. You actually mm -hmm. really mean it mm -hmm. because it was in your heart for it to come out of your mouth. That's right. <laughs> and, and we're all guilty of it. An arrow. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all guilty of it. And and I know I am too. You say something, you're like, Ooh, I'm just kidding. You know, and no, you really weren't. Uh, it's challenging because we have to remember that we've got to think before we speak, especially if our tongues are meant to uplift and elevate people right we can't shoot something out that that so, something out that you know smacks them and it's like oh, i'm just kidding the damage is already done you cannot retract that that has come out of your mouth right we talked a little bit about that last night too and and that's the kind of the whole thing about you know gaining wisdom as we are listening to people and we are paying attention to what they're saying and god gave us two ears and one mouth for a very good reason okay so when we're sitting there listening to somebody, very often while I'm talking to someone, or let's say I'm having a conversation, and they're talking back to me, if they say something important, which 
every word that comes out of someone's mouth usually should be important to you. That means you're paying attention. But when they say something to me, sometimes I may pause for a second just to process what they said and my ears got it correctly. And, and obviously, I mean, I'm in, I'm in sales, so I have to listen really well anyway. But even just in general conversations, I'm talking to my wife, she's saying something to me. I'm absorbing what she's saying into my mind, into my ears, and I'm processing it. So I may pause, there may be a two or three second pause before I come back with something else. Because I wanna make sure what I come back with is gonna be either an answer or a question to their question or something that helps me clarify to help me gain wisdom, right? And that's another part of what we're talking about tonight is, is you know, who among you is wise in, and understanding? Well, not very many of us are wise and understanding. That's James 3.13. And, and why should we be wise and understanding, right? By his good conduct, let him show his deeds and a greatness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Woo! <laughs> nice lips. And James right there is telling you. And, and, and by the way, James was the brother of Jesus, the, the half-brother of Jesus. They had the same, the, the, the same mother, obviously. And James was a big... Um, he, he went as far as he could with his learning of the Torah. So back in the time of the Jewish time back then, it, by the time you were 13, if every Jewish boy wanted to be a rabbi, right? that was their that was their goal. You know, just like American kids today, they all they all want to be you know sports stars or actors or actresses or whatever. But back then, every child, every male child, wanted to be a rabbi, and they a Jewish child would want to be a man. Uh, would want to be a rabbi. So what they would do is they would learn the Torah, literally verbatim, memorize the Torah, the first five books of the, of the Bible, and, and they would be tested. And when they turned 13, they would go to a rabbi and say, hey, I want to be your pupil. And the rabbi would say, okay, if I choose you as my pupil, we're going to go through six months of training. And at the end of the six months, we'll figure out what we do. They'd go through that six months of training and the rabbi could tell him at the very end of it, hey, bud, mm, didn't cut the cloth. I'm sorry, you're not going to make it. So you should probably... Go fish. <laughs> Go be a fisherman. Go be a carpenter. Go, you know, take care of bees. Whatever it was, okay? They they didn't allow him to. And then, and Jesus knew this too. And the 12 disciples that Jesus picked, I'm totally going on a rabbit trail, but that's okay. The 12 disciples that Jesus picked, none of them made rabbi school. None of them. They were fishermen. They were tax collectors. They were not your normal. Joe Schmoge. Joe Schmoge. And they were all very, very young from, from as we read and understand. But here's the thing about that. The wisdom that obviously Jesus had at that time to make sure that he picked the right people, he knew he was going to pick. So back to James. James knew the Torah like the back of his hand, right? And James was very partial to the old law, to the Mosaic law. And when Jesus came along, he really struggled with that. And he didn't have a lot of nice things to say about his brother. However... He figured out that, oh, wow, my brother, matter of fact, he even d denied his brother saying, oh, he's crazy. You know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's always been a little, you know, he's out like there. His mama saying that outside the door. That's right. He was like, those are my brother. That's not my brother and my mother. These are my, this is my family in here. That's all another child. But the whole point is, is that James knew exactly what was going on. He knew the law. He knew that 
things that came out of our mouths, things that came off of our tongue. He knew that this was going to be something that was either going to uplift people or knock people down. And I want to read this real quick. So in James 3, 5 through 6, it says, So also the tongue is a small member. Your tongue is a very small organ in your body, right? Yet it boasts of great things. See how so small a fire sets ablaze so great a forest. Your tongue is, uh, let me finish this. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of evil place among our body parts. It pollutes the whole body and sets on fire the course of life and is set on fire by Gehenna. Wow. Now, we have cyberbullying. We have bullying in schools. We have all the different organizations fighting bullying, right? Mm -hmm. Where does bullying come from? from uh, uh, torture. It, well, it comes basically tormenting someone with bullying. That's right. But where does it, where does the bullying come from? It comes from your mouth. Whether you're typing it or you're saying it or whatever, that small member creates a fire and that fire can turn people to killing themselves, committing suicide. Um, and that is Put more depression on depressed people. All those fires that are going on in California right now, okay? Forest fires. Every year there's a forest fire. Do you know that most of those forest fires are created by someone flicking their cigarette out of their car window and landing in the grass on the side of the freeway? Now, is your cigarette a fire? No, it's an ember. Mm -hmm. But an ember, your tongue, can start a fire as large as the fires that are happening right now in California, which are destroying the countryside, destroying homes, killing people. That is what your tongue, your tongue is an ember and it can kill people. Death and life and the power of the tongue. Ooh, that was good. Good word, real good word. Okay. So what else were you, were you about to... So I'm going to talk about really on the good. false witness, you know, let's go to the Bible who actually got, whose witness was actually attacked, ready? Mm -hmm. And that is in Mark 14, 56. For many bore false witness against him, Jesus. <laughs> but their testimonies did not agree. So... There were many people bearing false witness against the Messiah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it happens. But we need to not yield to that and not allow that. And we don't need to encourage that type of behavior at all. It's evil. It is not from Jesus at all when you bear false witness. And you will be punished. You will perish if you encourage that type of uh, characteristic in yourself or continue to speak lies and be deceitful. God's not going to let that go unpunished. And that goes back to gossip like you were talking about last time, right? Um, how, you know, people that gossip are, are going to end up on the short end of the stick too. And to carry on with what she was saying in 57, it says, Then some rose up and bore false witness against him, Jesus, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. What do you think he meant about that? Well, I know what he meant about mm -hmm. it. He wasn't talking about the stone walls of the temple. He was talking about himself. And what happened? They destroyed him 
Three days later, he rose up without the use of hands. No one had to make him. He wasn't talking about that. So they didn't understand what Jesus was saying. Often, people didn't understand what Jesus was saying because he spoke in parables. But it's he wasn't, he was using his tongue to have people, if you believed and had faith that he was the Messiah, that he was going to bring you into your everlasting life, once you believed that and, and thoroughly thought that in your mind, you understood the words that started coming out of his mouth. That's why it took his disciples so long. It didn't take them actually that long, but it took them quite a bit of time. And they even asked him, why do you speak to us in riddles, master? And he said, well, eventually, once you understand, um, once you start and truly believe in me, you will understand my words. And that's exactly what happened. And then what did they do? They went out and spread the Lord, spread the word of the Lord, which was exactly what they were supposed to do. So in Psalms uh, 12, two through four, it even says, it says, help Adonai, God, for no one godly exists, for the faithful have vanished from the children of men. Everyone tells a lie to his neighbor, talking with flattering lips and a divided heart. May Adonai cut off all flattering lips, a tongue bragging big things, a tongue bragging big things, saying, oh man, I'm the greatest at this, I'm the best at this, bragging, conceitedness, all of that stuff. Exaggeration. Exaggeration. Uh, oh yeah, ooh, good. That was really Think good. of how many times you exaggerate a situation or exaggerate a story. Mm -hmm. That is a lie. Oh, not telling the whole the, the truth. That's You're right. Blowing it out of proportion. Throwing in extra details, or yeah. even taking out details yeah. that you should be explaining or telling when you're telling that part. Sin is mm. not measured. A lie weighs as much as murder. Mm-hmm. It also says they say, "With our tongue, we'll prevail." These are the bragger ones. We own our lips. Who can master us? Well. There's only going to be one of two people that master you, the devil, Satan himself, or your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So you have to pick which one is going to control and master your tongue. We can't do it ourselves because we live on earth and earth belongs to Satan and we are all born sinful anyway. And so Satan has more control over us and our physical body more than we do in, in, in every case. However, Jesus and God has more control over our spiritual body, which the Holy Spirit should be leading us into what we do and say and how we act and things like that. So it should lead us into how we speak to people as well. That's my hope, right? So what else did you have? Because I, I got one. I'm going to go into uh, cussing. Ooh. And it's not called cussing. That's <laughs> what the enemy wants you to think, that it's cussing it's slang actually what uh cussing is is to swear swear at curse to use profanity curse swear and here's what a curse means invoke or use a curse against damn or hex mm -hmm. so let's talk about cursing with our mouths When you say a curse word, you are projecting your words out because there's death and life in the power of the tongue. Yes. So those are seeds. So if you're saying a curse word, a.k.a. slang, cuss word, you're cursing all around you mm -hmm. and you don't even know it. 
you, you people say, oh, I cuss a little bit. Oh, okay, so you only curse people a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. So it's not good. It's not healthy. And we have to understand there were uh, mediums, mm -hmm. sorcerers, mm -hmm. witches. Mm -hmm. It's all biblical. Mm -hmm. It's all in the Bible. What did yep. Saul do? He went and invoked a medium mm -hmm. in Samuel, you know, and if you're cursing, you have to understand what's operating behind the desire to curse. Yeah. What curses? Yeah. What puts spells on people? Witches. Witches. So, Warlocks. Wizards. You have to understand what you're doing. You're putting a curse. You're putting on a spell. Mm. You are projecting a witchcraft spirit. Yep. Oof. And don't cuss. What, yeah, don't what, cuss. what does God do with witchcraft and witchcraft spirits? Well, the devil pulls you down, and that's that, that's it's hard to get out of that one. Here's the other thing: is that Suzanne and I both um, we used to be we used to love cuss words, curse words. We didn't know any different, right? Um, when you drop the bomb, you somebody. So I'm not going to even use the letter, but you know what I'm talking about. When you say that to someone, you are you are cursing them. If you say any word and then with a U after it, Y-O-U, you are cursing that person. And when you curse that person, you are inviting and opening up a window or a door for the curse to return. So so when when you when you do that, you're inviting spirits to come back and haunt you and come back and get on you and come back and torment you because that is what the devil wants. The devil wants to invoke so many spirits on you that it is so hard for you to pull yourself out of that and pull yourself closer to Jesus because that keeps you closer to him, right? There's two things you can do in this world. You can either pray, first of all, Give yourself to your Lord Jesus Christ. Get your salvation, right? And then get baptized in the water. Let the dead man go under and the new man arise, right? And then get baptized with the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Not Spirit. with the Holy Spirit, but in the Holy Spirit, okay? Holy Ghost. <laughs> and then you can continue your, to strive to pull closer to God because the more you pull closer to God, the more he pulls you closer to him. Except for when you, not that God's not there waiting for you, but when you curse people, when you say bad words, when you lie, when you um, uh, uh, continue to go down and get off of the path that God has put on you. Okay, you're getting, remember we talked about when you get off of the street and you get off the path and you're in the, in the grass over here to the left or the right, that's where the devil and his little spirits are, right? When you get off that path, he is just pulling you, Satan is. He is pulling you further down, closer to him, closer to him, closer to him, keeping you locked into the dread, torment, and, and the unfun life of being full of spirits, of evil spirits, okay? Get out of that. Get out of that. Uh, you had a couple more things that I don't want to skip because I know that you, you really, you're, you're hot on this and it's awesome. Your mouth, your cursing, your bad words, even if you're just nailing something, you hit your finger, oh, you know, beep, right? It's still, you're, you're cursing that thing. You're 
evoking witchcraft into that thing, okay? Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about witchcraft next time because I think that's a good topic to get a little deeper into. Um, but please be mindful. I was in a softball game last night and um, some guys got upset with each other in, in the dugout. They started cussing at each other. It's like, peace be still with you gentlemen. It is just a game. We don't want to be doing this with each other. Look, y'all are getting mad and angry. It's just a game. So Jesus says, love one another. And they're both just like, and when I peace be still, when I said that, they were like, hmm? you know, their lips stopped. It works. And the, the guy next to me is like, you're the preacher, right? I was like, okay, yeah. Because <laughs> anyway, like, it makes sense. Okay, fine. You know, the point is, is that when you're cursing, if you were in the street, you were driving down the road and someone shot the bird at you and not the one that flies. What does that instantly make you think? What does that instantly go into your brain? Anger. Oh, I need to get that guy. So you're going to drive up next to him and fly the bird back to him, right? Or say something, roll down your window and say something that's probably not going to be nice. The devil just won. Because then starts the volley. Mm -hmm. So the person originally mm -hmm. with the mm -hmm. curse mm -hmm. cursed mm -hmm. and it came back to him mm -hmm. because this is why Galatians 6 7 do not be deceived God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he also shall reap whatever you say out of your mouth you sow that's yep. reaping seed that, yep. that's sowing seed sowing seed so if you're cursing oh, cussing, you're going to get those back because it says so yep you reap what you sow mm -hmm. stop Cussing. Ooh, oh, it and, is not good. Oh, and Proverbs sixteen twenty seven says, a worthless person digs up evil. How does he dig up evil? Let me tell you. A worthless person digs up evil, and his speech is like a scorching fire. We're going back to the fire again, right? A contrary person spreads conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. How often, I'm going to ask you this because you're a woman. How often do you girls get together? And then the girl who wasn't there or the person who wasn't there hears about it. And then when she hears about it, um, two years ago, we, we did it a lot and <laughs> we, 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 we reaped what we sowed. So it came back on us. Um, and that's how it works. You know, 99 percentile is probably what happens when that happens. Uh, and I'm not just talking about girls, you know, it could be anybody, guys, whatever. But I like what Psalms 140 says, 140 and 3, it says, Rescue me, Lord, rescue me from evil men. Keep me safe from violent men who plan evil in their hearts. They stir up wars all day long. They make their tongues as sharp as a snake's bite. Vipers, venom is under their lips. Selah. And what they're talking about and what they're saying here is that don't allow your ears to open or capture what someone else is saying to you. Um, the best way that we get evil things into us is through our eye gates and our ear gates. We've talked about that before. And if something is said that is not pleasing to your ears, it's not uplifting, it's, it's not rising you up, it's not uh, edifying you, it's not encouraging you, you know what? You can just easily say, in the name of Jesus, I, I denounce that, that death seed and I do not accept it in my ears. Lord, clean that from my ears. Clean that from my brain so I do not remember it again. And you know what? It's going to happen. He's going to clean that out of you. You're really good about that, by the way. 
I've been taught how to be good. I know. I'm, I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at it. So clean that out of yourself so you don't have to worry about that anymore. You got some more good stuff. I do. Um, you know, these are prayers for curses. In Luke 6, 28, you can personalize all this to yourself. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. Mm. In Psalms 109, 28, God's guiding us here. Let them curse, but you bless. When they curse, let them be ashamed, but let your servant rejoice. You know, when people curse you, you just turn around and you bless them because you're going to reap what you sowed. You're going to reap that blessing of blessing the enemy that's trying to curse you mm -hmm. and, and, and vice versa. You know, God talks about in Proverbs 20, 20, whoever curses his father or his mother, his land will be put out in deep, his lamp will be put out in mm -hmm. deep darkness. Um, let's think about how we talk to our parents, mm. you know, there, as a teenager and a young child, I had some issues that I, I didn't say some kind things to my mama and dad. So that's not good. You know, so let's teach our children to yeah. Not, yeah. not curse the mother and the father. Not curse at all. Not curse at all. And we're representatives, you know, God gave our children only for a short time. So what type of mentor, um, are, are you being for your children? Yeah. Is it okay to curse a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very, very blessed. We are very blessed that neither of our kids um, curse too much. I mean, they, they, we did for a very long time and they heard a lot of that, um, but they know where we're at now and they, they do respect that, which is really good. So I'm, I do appreciate them for doing that. So what else you got? Um, I have Romans twelve fourteen. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. So this is all um, biblical. Everything mm -hmm. about cursing. Everything about false witnesses. Everything about lying. Again, let's go back to sin is not weighed or measured. If you curse, it's just it carries as much weight mm -hmm. as murdering someone. Mm -hmm. You, you, it's why he keeps repeating it over and over and over. He knew we would take it for granted mm -hmm. and think it's okay. Yeah. All sin is equal. Yeah. yeah. So you need to understand lying carries a heavy weight. Great lesson. Cursing carries a heavy weight. That's very good. That's very good. So um, that's, that's all we really had this week uh, to talk about. It, it was... Um, there was a lot put on our hearts this week, and we we could probably go on for another hour, but you know we, we're trying to keep these to a, a, a time frame that uh, will keep you engaged, right? So um, I think the next thing that I would like to do, if uh, you don't mind, is to pray for everybody out there. Uh, and, and by the way, um, we don't we don't share these lessons. Um, and uh, we don't share this to, to judge anybody or say, you know, you, you uh, are doing this, so you don't do it, you know. But at the same time, we have to be like Ezekiel and we have to warn everybody that if you are doing these things, then you have to stop. Turn away from your evil ways. Turn towards God. Like I said, ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. Be saved. Uh, recite the, the, the 
prayer of salvation, the sinner's prayer, and, and be baptized in the water, be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and, and turn your way and repent and turn away from your wicked ways, from your sin, whatever that is, whatever sin that is. You might not have too many of them, but if you have one of them, it's as bad as having all of them. So turn from those, turn towards God, get into the Bible, start reading. Start in the New Testament, the Old Testament, doesn't matter. We like to tell people to start John 1 because it's it's a great book and it talks a lot about the love that Jesus has for us. Um, but Suzanne and I know that we pray for all of you all the time. We pray for all the people that listen to this and that watch this. Um, and, and Suzanne actually has a specific prayer for lying. And that was in... So in Psalm 119, 29, oh, yeah. That's a good one. you can personalize this for yourself. Pray this every morning. Psalm 119, 29 says, Remove from me the way of lying and grant me your law graciously. Ask God to set a guard over your mouth mm. every morning. When God left the 99 and came after the one in my situation... <laughs> Uh, my spiritual mother gave me a prayer over my mouth and my tongue that I read easily every day for a good mm -hmm. two weeks. Mm -hmm. And literally, that just bound up all that mm -hmm. cussing in me, and I was bad. The, I haven't cussed since. I mean, not even at all, not even the slightest word. No, I haven't. So, no, at all. Pray over your mouth yes god knows what you want Absolutely. he knows your heart but you better believe in your heart that he's going to change it yep. and that you want to change repent means change right turn from it doesn't mean just i'm sorry right. it means don't do it again don't do it again and change your way so ask god to remove from your lips lying and, and cursing that's and real he good. will in that's jesus name that's real good so um Suzanne and I are, have really uh, enjoyed doing this and, and we want to continue to do this and we want to continue to uplift people. And so we hope that the words that we're using our tongue correctly, um, that the words and the things that we're sharing with you are, are uplifting. Um, they are rising and raising you up and in your faith, building your faith. Uh, that is really the goal that, that we have, that God has given us uh, this job to do. So, um, we love you all. We thank you all for watching. Uh, if you're watching this and you're on Facebook, give us thumbs. Give us two thumbs up. Give us a like. Make a comment. Ask a question. Uh, send it to us. You'll find this on Woodlands Online. You'll find this on Glory to God on the Go on YouTube. You'll also find it on our Facebook page, Glory to God, and it's the one with the gold shield and the two uh, swords that make a cross with a little Bible in the middle. So. I'm going to pray for each one of you. You got anything you want else you want to say or share? I'm good. Okay, you are good. You did a really good job tonight. Thank you. I love you. Okay. So, Lord, we want to say thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for the folks that are watching this. Thank you so much for the folks that are listening to this. And, Lord, that we uplift all of these folks. We lift up 
all of these people, we put them on your altar. If they are having a situation or a challenge with either people talking negative to them, that you silence those people that are talking negative to them. And, and you give these folks the, the ears not to hear the things that are being said to them. If they are being cursed, if they are being talked down to, if they are being pushed down by verbal abuse, Lord, we ask that you shut their ears from them, from those people that are talking to them, and you don't allow them to hear that. And Lord, we ask that you cure all of the people that are listening, that are that are paying attention, that are watching, you cure their tongues if they are saying anything that is bad towards someone or they're cussing or cursing. And, and Lord, you just take that, they take that ember, you put that ember out, but you use it for the good. You put your fire in it, your Holy Spirit fire into their tongue so they can start spreading your word. Let them change and transform, transform their minds from what they think their earthly word should be to what your word should be, Lord. And we just thank you so much for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the sacrifice that he made. We thank you for the three days that he laid dormant, went to hell, got the keys, came back, and then was resurrected on the third day. Lord, we just thank you so much that he is opening up so many doors for us, so many doors for all of us. And we thank you so much for all the blessings, the grace, the mercy that you show us, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, so don't forget to like us on Facebook. Check us out on Woodlands Online. Glory to God on the go on YouTube and glory to God on Facebook. Thanks a lot. Give us a good like and we'll see Thank you next you. time.